Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Josh Lander coming to you late night on a Tuesday here, getting ahead of Wednesday's massive 14-game NBA slate that we have before a day off for Thanksgiving for everybody. Happy Turkey Day to y'all who are celebrating early. Uh, and then we get into football, obviously, on Thursday. So we're going to have a large slate of games on Wednesday. I've got four picks here for you that are a little bit early than the Coast to Coast podcast, where Nate and I, my co-host, will have eight total picks up for you guys, including four best bets, four play of props, maybe a couple bonus bets in there as well. We've got so many games to choose from we got to be able to find something else that we like besides those uh, regular bets that we're normally bringing but do want to go through the record here with you guys in a sec bring you the four picks i've got uh, and continue along so taking a look at how we did here on tuesday feeling really good you guys 17 and 7 in the last three nights on the coast to coast podcast we are up eight and a half units in that time and we continue to feel really really good about the player props but also the best bets that's what's also keeping us in it we were four and oh on tuesday night with those best bets taking a quick look at them what they were the pacers got their team total great over in that wildly high scoring game if you were watching over uh, 300 points in that one cleveland and the Cavs. the Cavs covered seven and a half the lakers blew out the jazz covering seven and a half points as well Nurkic got 12 plus points and Phoenix won that game handily against Portland to get us plus 122 for a full unit there. And then Jalen Johnson and uh, Keontae George, I'm sorry, Jalen Johnson was our only pick uh, correct, but we had two picks for Jalen Johnson. We had over 25 and a half points, rebounds and assists for a half unit. And we had over two and a half assists for a half a unit as well, which got us plus 140 on our money. Really good there. Keontae George, man, really sad stuff. Didn't play the last 17 minutes. The Lakers blew out the Jazz. There were roughly eight missed little easy shots by his teammates that would have gotten him an assist, a lot of a potential assist for Keontae George. We're going to continue to follow the Rook. His minutes and his usage are there, but tonight was just a bad night. Cam Reddish is a void. Uh, I think I'm still waiting to see on my book if Cam Reddish will be voided for not going over th- uh, two, three, one and a half three-pointers because he only played four minutes because he got hurt and then he set the rest of the bench on, uh, set on the rest, the, the rest of the game with a hoodie on the bench. LeBron went under 25 and a half points. We shouldn't have gone that one. I told you Nate didn't like it. I shouldn't have liked it either. That one was my bad. We go back to the drawing board here, um, but quick look at the record on the season. Like I said, six and two on the night, plus 3.4 units on Tuesday. If you were tailing 102 and 80, we climb over a hundred wins on the season, but more importantly, we are up 29.4 units. So that is a lot of money. If you are uh, betting the, the unit sizes that we tell you and advise you on the bets that we're making here. So let's get into the best bets. I like for Wednesday, go ahead to kick things off here with Malik Beasley. And Malik Beasley's points are a little bit low in a game that should have a decent amount of points with the Celtics and the Bucks. Over eight and a half for Malik. Uh, he's now the starting shooting guard on this team. And that's really what I look for when I'm chasing these stats. Most of the time, if I'm going over, I want to know who's getting minutes. I want to know who's going to play minutes and who's going to be used in those games. And so Malik Beasley should have a high usage rate in this game. He's up to 15% and 30 minutes per game in those last five since he really just assumed the role of the starting shooting guard for this team. His great, his on-off numbers are great. He's been incredible defensively, a 107.5 individual defensive rating, and uh, offensively as well, 118.5 individual offensive rating. The team is much better when he's on the floor right now because he's been their best shooter, up around 55% shooting threes in the last five going to come down to earth at some point, but he is a, a, definitely an above 40% shooter from deep that they're going to need on the floor especially against this Boston Celtics team who is great everywhere on the floor. The only area where they give up more threes than normal is from the three point or more points than normal is the three point line. And they are 20th in threes allowed. And that's because they're also funneling teams out. They're defending the paint so well. 
that teams really need to shoot from deep in order to be able to find clear shots. That's why the other teams are shooting so many threes against them and making them. And so if the, if the bulk of the shots are going to be forced outward towards Malik Beasley and company, I, I like him as their best three-point shooter outside of Dame to really handle the usage uh, on, the, on those, sh- those passes that are made from inside going back out to the perimeter. Like I said, that's Boston's only weakness. Giannis should be on the hook for some kickouts. Once again, I think Giannis assists is another good play here because Boston knows how to play him. Papa Al, now with Chris Stapps Porzingis in there way more consistently than Rob Williams ever was to help Papa Al Horford on the back line there. It's it's the best uh, way to defend Giannis. You have a solid defender like Al Horford who comes up and meets him at the foul line. And then you have a guy like Chris Stapps Porzingis behind him who can meet him if he's uh, you know getting past Al Horford at that point to make it really tough on him. Giannis has struggled a bit for Giannis over the course of his last five or so against this team, shooting about 40% from the field, just not very good for someone who's usually up around 60 because of how many points he scores in the paint. He scores 20 points in the paint a game this season. That is absurd. Uh, and it's just Giannis like it's what he does, but this is a, you know, he's a matchup here with the Celtics where they are one of the top teams at limiting points in the paint. In fact, fourth fewest in the league right now is uh, how many they're lim- they're allowing in terms of points in the paint. So not a good matchup for Giannis. I'm really liking Malik Beasley to get over the eight and a half tonight. The uh, threes are pretty high for him as well. No, no like real solid parlay play there because if you, if you take his points, you're not even going to be able to take his threes. I believe they're over what you can probably get one and a half, but sometimes you're going to see two and a half depending on the book that you have for Malik Beasley's threes. That's why it's a little bit ballsy, but I, it's still a good bet, uh, especially if you like the points as much as I do. So I'm going to ride with the full unit on the points with him. I'm going to move on to my second bet here and tell you about why I'm fading Vooch under Vucevic 30 and a half points, rebounds and assists as the Chicago Bulls are taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder for the second time this season. This was the opening game for both teams on the year. That was a game that the Thunder won handily. Vooch went under pretty handily. I believe he only had about 24 points, rebounds, and assists in that one. And it's the Chet Holmgren special that I'm bringing you here. I'm really excited to talk about the the dirt that I digged up on dug up on Chet Holmgren in this uh, to to really get come to the conclusion of this bet to fade Nikola Vucevic. So OKC is limiting centers to the 10th fewest points per game. They are allowing a lot of rebounds to centers, I will say, but that has gotten a bit better. This is two of the worst rebounding teams in the league both in the bottom in terms of rebound percentage limiting other teams rebounds literally the two worst in terms of rebound percentage by the way to be very clear so i'm not really worried like the the bulls are going to be attacking the glass against this team in a way that might really you know give chet trouble uh so looking at what chet's been able to do in terms of limiting off of the the his opponents uh, at center when they're trying to score specifically, because that's where he's been incredible. And that's why the thunder are limiting centers to the 10th fewest points per game, but giving up a decent amount of rebounds. So like I said, Chet has the number one field goal percentage differential of any center in the league. What that means is he's limiting his opponents to 40%, less than 41% on the season in terms of their field goal percentage. And he is scoring uh, and hitting 49% of his shots against them. So that is the largest differential between his field goal percentage and his opponents that he's limiting them to 49 to 41, really solid eight percentage differential there. Uh, They're also limiting teams in the paint are these uh, Oklahoma city thunder. Why? Because of Chet Holmgren. Once again, uh, the fourth fewest paint points for their opponents this year for the thunder, 
Vooch has gone under in 11 of 15 games, trying to get 31 points, rebounds, and assists this season. If you want to look at the teams that he did well against and the reason he went over in those games, he did get the Thunder, I'm sorry, the uh, the Detroit Pistons, who actually are very good against the paint when Jalen Duran is in. Jalen Duran was not in for that game. Vucevic went off and went over the 30 and a half PRA in that one. He also went over against the Dallas Mavericks, who are the worst team at defending the centers. Uh, no offense to you, Derek Lively, great young rook, but there's still plenty uh, of time to, for him to learn right now. Uh, and as a result, he's not even getting that many minutes, to be fair to him. As a result, Dallas awful at defending centers. Uh, so that's why Vooch went over there. For some reason, Vooch goes over against Milwaukee. Uh, not sure why he loves playing that team. He's gone over against them uh, consistently in his last four or so. Uh, and actually all four where he's averaging 21 points a game uh, and about 11 boards against that team in, in Milwaukee. Excuse me, 13 boards and four assists. So he plays out of his mind against the Bucks. So that's another sort of anomaly. And then Phoenix, good game. Nurk, not the best defender in the world. Vucevic has always had uh, some pretty good success against Yusuf Nurkic, the center for the Suns. So uh, really solid reasons to explain why he even went over in the four games that he did uh, this season. But the majority of them, like I said, 11 to 15, not going over. He also relies on passing. He relies on the assist to score. He does not score one-on-one, -on -one, taking guys off the dribble, even though he's in the post and posting guys up so consistently. He actually passes a lot more from there than he does score compared to the average center. Uh, and that's why 72% of his points are coming off of assisted field goals. And this is a team that is dead effing last in assist percentage for the Chicago Bulls. The only player with a per assist percentage above 20 is DeMar DeRozan, and it's directly at 20. So nobody is really setting anybody else up on this team. Vooch requires guys to set him up. He's going up against pretty much the best uh, interior defender in the league so far in Chet Holmgren, at least according to the, the field goal percentage that he's limiting his opponents to um, and still shooting really well against them. That includes inside 10 feet, which is where Vooch takes all of his shots, assisted field goals inside 10 feet. Not going to be able to do that against the fourth best defensive team in the league right now. The, the Thunder are just absolutely incredible. Chet Holmgren, a huge reason for that. So under for Vooch, points, rebounds, and assists. And then my final two bets here are in the same game. And the first one I'll just talk about is a side. So I can tell you that Phoenix is going to beat the Golden State Warriors in Phoenix. I know that the uh, the Warriors have actually been a little bit better on the road this year than they have at home, which is hilarious compared to last year where they were historically bad at home. This year, it's kind of the opposite, but I'm not really looking into that as much. They've played incredible competition at home so far, have the the Warriors. So it's not like these road home splits for them or anything to really be to, to use in this game for why I'm taking Phoenix necessarily. The reason I'm taking Phoenix is they just own this team right now. Devin Booker owns this team. KD is there for him. Didn't even really have to own the Warriors in the first game because Devin Booker was so good, but KD played his part well. No Draymond Green now uh, in this one. I believe he missed the first game as well against this Suns team where they were able to just sort of slice and dice through the, the Warriors. They, they were a little bit rusty. It was the first game of the season, but they still really made easy work of the Warriors defense without Draymond, which is six points better per 100 or worse. I'm sorry, per 100 possessions when Draymond is not in there. They have a defensive rating of about 117 when he's out. They have 111 defensive rating when Draymond is in. They're also worse on offense. I mean, they're one, one offensive rating point uh, worse when he's not in as well. And in these last five games, man, this true shooting percentage, it's a thing to be worried about. I've been talking about it for why you should fade the Warriors. They require they rely and require a lot of good shooting in order to win. That's how they've made their their bones with Clay and Steph Curry since that's been their MO and the Splash Brothers have been in town. As a result, 
that's why they're losing, man. 25th in true, in true shooting percentage in their last five games. That is absolutely wild. Uh, from some Coming from someone who's covered this team since the day that they were good, basically, in 2014. That was when I was covering them uh, as a reporter at the time. And, uh, you know, for the next four years, it was a really fun and easy team to watch. But they were always in the top five in shooting. And when they were good, in the top 10 in defense. Now they find themselves outside the top 15 in defense in the bottom half of the league on the year. They're 21st in true shooting percentage. So even though Draymond's been out for these past couple games, and that's definitely hindered their shooting, plus Steph missed a couple games in there as well, it hasn't gotten much better. Clay and, and Andrew Wiggins are destroying this team's offense right now. Uh, the two of them combined right now, you're talking about Clay shooting 40% from uh, the field, 34% from deep, and Wiggs 42% from the field, 25% from deep. Not going to not going to do it uh, on the road. The, the shooting splits get worse for them as well. Like I said, Booker owns this team. So I'm just going to go right into my fourth bet saying that because it is Devin Booker to get over 28 and a half points. I thought about also playing a little same game parlay, uh, figure out how you might want to split up your units. But Devin Booker to score 25 plus this team to win or take the two points is is very good juice as well. You get that at about plus 155 if you take the minus two for him to get 25 points. But I'm just going to take the core bet here because it's at 29. Like I said, he loves killing this team and he loves killing Clay. If you'll remember for the past five games now, uh, they've had some serious beef. Clearly do not like each other. They talk and talk and talk. Uh, and and it actually hasn't worked out very well for Clay. It was probably a bad time in his career to start this beef up with Devin Booker as Devin Booker's been on the ascent and Clay has definitely been on the decline now for at least four or five years, including the time that he spent missing an entire season or two with uh, all the injuries, Achilles and knee and all of it. So, Book will be taking him on now unless you want to throw Wiggins on him. Probably not. You have no Draymond, so you probably got to put Wiggins on KD. That's not a great matchup. You you got to put uh, Clay on Devin Booker, and that's not a good matchup. Might be seeing a lot more Moses Moody. Might be seeing a lot more uh, Gary Payton Jr. Starting to talk myself into fading Clay points again. He's at 17 and a half, and I don't know why you would feel good about him uh, getting over that uh, in this one. But more about Booker. Gone over in three of the four, last four that he's played this team, dating back to last season. Also gone the only time he didn't go over. He had 27 points in that game uh, and wasn't really needed towards the end to score either. There was a bunch of buckets coming from KD in that one. Uh, Golden State is allowing the third most points per game to the opposing point guards. And yes, I'm calling Devin Booker the opposing point guard of this team. He brings the ball up. He handles it. It's between he and KD. It doesn't matter who brings it up. One of them is probably shooting it when they're on the floor. They have a combined 70% uh, usage percentage over the course of the last six games and on the season at like 65%. So that's pretty much par for the course for them on the season. And if Devin Booker is going to take 20 to 23 shots like he has this year and against the Warriors in general, great. Because that usage rate against the Warriors is up above 30% over those last four. Uh, because like I said, he wants to kill them. And he's fine with diming up. He had eight assists in the last game against them. But I also know how much he just wants to score on him. So the 28 and a half doesn't scare me. We're probably looking at no Brad Beal again. So it's really just two, a two-man show here on offense between KD and Devin Booker. And I'll take them to get theirs uh, in a game where the, the Warriors have been struggling consistently. So loving them to win, loving Booker to get his points. Let's run through what I've got, what I had for you already here. Uh, the best bet summary on the day, Nikola Vucevic. That is my favorite one, by the way. I, I put Malik Beasley first, but I want to be clear. Vuce is my favorite bet to go under 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined against the Thunder and my boy, Chet Holmgren. Check out the video on my YouTube and Twitter and Instagram everywhere. Uh, I was sitting courtside for that game where Chet hit the game winner. 
right behind him, actually. He was pretty awesome. I, I love watching that dude play. Malik Beasley, over eight and a half points. All the reasons I told you, Giannis is going to have to kick out when that great interior defense comes to play for Boston. They are weak against three three point shooting and, and shooting guards like Malik Beasley. So this is going to be a, an opportunity for him to get his. Dame isn't a bad bet either. Point guards are definitely the biggest weak spot for the the uh, Boston Celtics. That's where most of the points against them come from. I would I would bet Dame has another big game. Guards like Lamelo Ball and Ant Edwards have two of the highest scoring performances against Boston. Very similar game to Dame Lillard. So I would say that Dame is probably a good bit, bet to get 25 points in this one as well. Um, and then Golden State at Phoenix. Take that Phoenix money line. Take a minus two and a half. I don't see them losing this game to a struggling uh, Golden State Warriors team. And Devin Booker, over 28 and a half points. Um, I, I do have a little bit of a fear of the blowout. This is a tentative bet for me. I, I do think um, I, the Devin Booker one is one that you can consider the 25 plus with the win for Phoenix as a uh, same game parlay there on the money line or the minus two for Phoenix, because I, I'm, a, I'm not worried about book, but if it's a blowout and he doesn't need to get 30 points, he might not. We'll see. I, I'm still going to uh, put a little bit on that and then get the parlay in there. So that's all the time I have for you guys in this one. Continue to follow along. Like I tell you, every time you're coming over here to the land, your bets podcast, First of all, I highly appreciate it. Please continue to subscribe and like these videos. Comment on them. It's super helpful as well. Let me know if you like what I'm bringing. If you don't, I don't really give a shit. We can talk about it. Ha has, uh, we can uh, hack. What am I trying to say? We can have it out in the comments and talk about it. Get to uh, get to some common ground there. But also want you to check out the Coast to Coast podcast. It's on the lines YouTube page. That is where Nate and I bring you four best bets for playoff props each and every day. 102 and 80 on the season. Like I said, up 29.4 units for you guys man that like i'm making money over here and i'm trying to help you make it too so i hope you're coming along for the ride transparency is key i'm showing you all the bets we're making it's it's been a fun time so far but uh check out twitter if you would instagram all of it because that's also where i'm putting up these plays and continuing to give you guys updated information as these news uh the news comes out about injuries guys starting and sitting and all of that so having a blast with you guys seeing all the new followers coming in thank you thank you we're about to climb above 200 after just a few weeks of this uh, nba action so i am super grateful for you guys we're going to continue the ride until i see you next happy betting